0: Hour of Devastation is a fan-supported, listener-supported podcast, supported by people just like you. If you like what you hear and want to show your support, head over to patreon.com slash Devastation. I pledge to start from as little as $1. Thanks. Welcome to Hour of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast, where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neill. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam?
1: Well, I was in a very good mood. Yeah? And then I had to go back to work. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> This afternoon. So that's kind of killed my, killed my buzz a bit. A bit, a bit. Um, also, so is saying killing my buzz. The fact yeah. that I've said killed my buzz has also killed my buzz. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I've had a very um, fun weekend. Uh, good. Did some pre-releasing. Yeah. Which I imagine you have also done, and we will discuss at some point during the rest of this podcast. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. I acquired a box of The Beyond Death. Ooh, nice. Uh, and decided to open the entire thing, because... You know, I make poor life choices, especially when it comes to magic cards. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's something I, I have not done this this time around. I usually do buy a box, but I,
0: just, I haven't.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I haven't opened a box since Battle the car. Yeah. Which at this point is like four years ago. Four, five years ago? I don't know. Uh, four years ago-ish, I think, yeah. Yeah, uh, a long amount of time ago. And that set was horrendous, and there was no value in it, and I didn't open any Expeditions or an Ulamog. Yeah. Or Gideon, so like that. Those are the those are the cards to open, right?
0: Yeah, it was it was so hit and miss. Like you either got nothing or you got something ridiculous. There was just no in between with that set at all.
1: Yeah, there was just like nothing to open. But you know, I wanted to open a box. But yeah, I got a Theros uh, Beyond Death box because I traded in a bunch of crap that I didn't want anymore. Nice. And turned it into. I mean, I had stuff that was worth a box in value and decided to turn it into a box which then could have been worth less than the box in value once you open it but uh, it was not like that it is the best box I have ever opened, one of the best boxes I've seen opened. Nice. It was incredibly nuts. I got 7 mythics That's cool, that's uh, good it, Yeah. Um, I definitely made the value back and I opened pretty much every card I wanted for commando decks Cool yeah, including some that I'd already pre-ordered, but whatever. <laughs> but it's just like, I picked up, I managed to get a bunch of cards that just like, I want these for Commander decks, but they're too expensive, and I can't justify spending like, uh, you know, 20 pounds on a euro just for a Commander yeah. deck. And then I opened one. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is completely fine.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you made the right decision then.
1: Absolutely. Um, my pre-release pool, I also had some value in it, so that was nice. Yeah, I've, it's it's been, I mean... The rest of the week before that was kind of terrible because I had to get yeah. work the entire time. But this weekend was nice. I, uh, cool. Good. Yeah, I ran my first ever pre-release.
0: Yeah, how, how was that? I've, that's something I, I've done myself mm. like countless times. But yeah, how was your your first experience of doing that?
1: It was fine. It's because um, I mean I run FNMs every week. Yeah. And there's like you know like a period of like an hour where it's like kind of really stressful because everyone wants to sign up and everyone wants to do stuff and people want to buy last minute cards and what have you, and that's kind of like massively. <laughs> like to like the nth degree during pre-release, right? Because you have people that yeah. never come never come to the shop before, some people who don't have DCI numbers. I had to set up a DCI account put, a DCI account for like two people, doing that stuff, so that's that's all stressful. Well, there's also a queue of people behind. Um, there's some people that don't really play magic, so they don't you know what they're doing, so I talked them through it, which is fine, but like it all gets a bit stressful in that like yeah. one moment, and we all, were are also running a modern FM at the same time, and there were also people that are like, Oh, I need these cards in my modern deck for FM that starts in like 13 minutes. Can you get those for me? I was like, sure, okay. So that, like, hour was horrible. It wasn't horrible. It was, like, very, very manageable, but it was, like, you know, very stressful. And, and then after that, it was fine. Everything ran really smoothly. Good. Uh, everyone seemed to have a reasonable time. Uh, there were no real hiccups. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. That's good. And I got to go watch some really stupid theorists behind sealed. It was really good fun, yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, that's I mean, pretty much all I have to report. I that's opened cool. a lot of cards and
0: yeah the previous was, was was great um i i only went to one this time so i, I don't know why i feel like all my my paper magic has, has been like really toned down at the moment i think arena and magic online are sort of taken over quite a lot uh but i didn't go to the one on friday because i went to see slipknot and that was uh, <laughs> that was an experience
1: <laughs> yeah you didn't mention that at any point before you yeah. just message messaged me on friday like i'm currently at a slipknot show i was like oh, okay yeah, so how no. how was that was it good
0: uh it was fine. It was yeah. Went to see Slip, Slip-, Slip with my dad. That was an enjoyable experience. Um, cool dad, very cool dad. Yeah, um, they were they were fine. I, I've seen them <laughs> a few times before, and I think they were definitely better in the past because there's only like four of like the original nine or something now. Anyway, so I
1: mean, to be fair, one of them did die, so you one, can't. Yeah, one of them did
0: that. die, and then there's another one who's su- suing them currently, and oh really? Like Joey isn't? Yeah, yeah. Chris is suing them. What um, for? Them? I I don't know. I don't know. They're not a band that I really follow closely anymore. I mean, Uh, they
1: can't have been cheap tickets for a band you don't really follow anymore.
0: Oh, yeah. No, they they were still fairly expensive tickets.
1: So basically what happened is you thought, I don't really care about this band. Let's spend a lot of money to go see them play in arena.
0: Yeah, because I've seen them a few times before and it it was fun. Okay, sure. Okay, cool. (laughs) It was just a bit less fun this time. They played a lot of newer stuff and then they played like some stuff from their first record as well uh which was was cool it was really cool to see that but there was definitely like a handful of like big hits which they didn't play like they didn't play left behind they didn't play St- spit it out they didn't play uh heretic anthem they didn't play spit it out all the classics no they didn't no that's just uh, like that's usually like the big one where they yeah. do like the, the jump the f- up thing and everyone gets down and yeah
1: that's like didn't easily that. their best song
0: oh,
1: by i don't I like, know about that by like quite a lot as someone that uh dislikes pretty much all metal music that's easily their best song <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah that, uh, that's what i did instead of pre-release on friday that, that was cool um and then yeah i was gonna go to a pre-release on saturday morning but i slept in and it was like <laughs> i could just like stress about and rush and maybe make it or i could just not and just have a nice day so i did that instead <laughs>
1: yeah having a nice day seems better than you know sitting in a room full of sweaty nerds playing with children's cards yeah
0: yeah and then yeah so Sunday morning I made the pre-release and I I enjoyed it a lot um the set seems really cool for limited and uh, I was super happy with my my pool um opened my my first pack and there was a nice old art ashiok so I was yeah super stoked it's pretty decent yeah got uh, ephemia as well in there and a Thassa's oracle and uh kunaros sound of Atheros as well. So I ended up playing like some just like Esper deck, which I was I was very happy with until I ran into uh, an opponent who also had a an Ashiok, but theirs was foil, and they also had a Dream Trawler, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, they had a they had a, Thrix, a Sudden Storm as well, and yeah, their deck was amazing. I just could not be that.
1: Yeah, I mean my my previous deck, I played uh, seven Res Mythics in my, oh, nice. in my previous <laughs> deck because uh, i oh is it seven or maybe it was eight i can't remember but i, I had a um the promo stamped my promo stamp card was ashiok which i obviously played and then opened That's a foil a foil thrix so i played like all my rares because two of them were lands so i played yeah. them all i think which is pretty a pretty <laughs> nice feeling for previous because i've definitely had releases before where i've played none of my rares because they've been bad
0: yeah i've definitely had some like uh, horrendous sealed pools and pools at pre-release and stuff like i think that that gp Jeep, gp london for uh for kaladesh was just the worst one i've ever had mm-hmm. which was uh <laughs> five dual lands and a metalwork colossus <laughs> <laughs> <It's>
1: So bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're not even worth any money
0: yeah well like they went not x3 and dropped and then just sulked around the vendors for a while and left with an underground sea so
1: i mean that's quite quite a good compromise right <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably. Sure. So, so i mean i think the most important question is how's your mouth oh
0: it's um oh, it's odd so so that's i guess it's good to go on another tangent so absolutely yeah i went to the, the dentist last week and yeah they x-rayed it and spent a good while looking at it and poking about in there and then they were like oh it's fine it's, it's fine odd. like yeah they're like oh yeah, it's it's fine. It's just it's just coming through. The way it's coming through through the gum looks pretty painful, but there's no infection and we're not gonna recommend taking the tooth out. So I I'm guess I'm just in in agony for another couple of weeks. Oh cool man. Yeah.
1: So it just really, really hurts, but there's no actual like solvable medical reason behind it.
0: Yeah, it's it's not actually impacted and there's no infection, so it's just it's just coming in. <laughs> Sweet yeah well,
1: that sounds incredibly frustrating
0: yeah uh, it is a bit i'm just just taking painkillers and stuff cool but yeah it's it's fine it just it just hurts pretty much every minute of the day now so that's that's my life
1: i mean you sound a lot less miserable than when it first started hurting i think
0: yeah definitely it's the pain's a lot a lot more bearable Or oh, i'm just a lot more used to it now than so a fortnight ago when we recorded, I listened to it back and it just... <laughs> I just, I just hated it. I hated what I heard. I hated my voice. I was just like, oh, I just I sound so miserable. I don't sound like I'm having a good time. I clearly sound in pain. So yeah, I, I think I'm doing a lot better you know than I have been.
1: You know that's how you sound every week, right?
0: Oh, I no, I definitely <laughs> definitely sounded very different that
1: week. Yeah, you didn't sound like you were having a great time. But I mean, yeah. it doesn't come across that much, I don't think. I think you're being a bit hard on yourself.
0: Yeah, probably. But, you know, I'm glad I'm glad I'm coping with the pain better. or the pain has lessened one of the two.
1: Yeah, cool. So, with that being said, and obviously all of our personal life out of the way. <laughs> uh, what
0: do we want to talk about this week? I think we we continue this pre-release talk, I think. How do you find the set overall for for limited?
1: because um,
0: I, I i heard some i heard some some i guess lots of opinions about some some cards in particular uh, i guess we should highlight those and talk about those
1: i have a list of cards that i would very much like to discuss
0: <laughs> yeah, go for it go um, for it i'm all open to your scolden hot takes
1: so you know obviously sealed is of like a fairly different format to limit to like actual draft
0: to draft yeah, yeah
1: sure. so you, you can't judge the format entirely on that And also, you know, people are new to it, and like maybe you're not playing the right cards, you're not building your decks correctly, and and whatever, whatever. But there are some cards that just feel straight unbeatable, or that you just put yourself so far ahead when you resolve them that there's just no point playing the game anymore. Yeah. And I think those, to to anyone that's been paying any attention, anyone that attended pre release and maybe had the misfortune of playing these, or or were fortunate enough to open them in their pools, um, namely Cura Best the Sea Guard. Yep. That card's absurd. Uh, Ashiok Nightmare Muse. Yep.
0: ridiculous as
1: you mentioned it was also in my deck and it won me pretty much every game
0: yeah i i used like i used the ultimate once on it just because i wanted to do something cute where i can discard cards and draw cards of one of my opponent's cards i found like whenever i resolved an Ashiok, you just sit there and plus one and then just just dirtle the game out until you've got enough to swing and exile your opponent's whole deck
1: i mean i ultimated it once because i wanted to get another really good card which was a smith <laughs> conquer's death yeah my opponent played that and i was like okay um, no, no, they... What did they do with it? Oh, uh... No, 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 I milled it. I exiled it with the Ashiar with the yeah. tokens. I was like, I want that. So I just played it. And then got some other, like, mopey creatures. I just want to resolve that. That's fine. <laughs> so that that card's also really good, but not quite as obnoxious as the other card on the list. Yeah. Um, I believe it's called Dream... Is it called Dream Trawler? I don't know. I've seen it this card like a thousand times. It's called Dream yeah. and
0: I, I love it. I love it so I much.
1: I hate it very much. That card is obnoxious. So when I was watching... So when I was, like... um running the pre-release on the Friday, I obviously went around and watched everyone's games and it talked to people about their decks and stuff and that was very, really, very really fun. Um, and people were just like, yeah, I just can't beat Dream Trawler. And I was like, okay. So I looked at this card and she's just like, so if you take uh, a Slayer Angel, right, it's a very yep. good card, and then you, for some reason, strap it to a Prognostic Sphinx, which is a very good card for Limited, and then make it draw cards when it attacks that's the card you have. Yeah. It's incredibly silly. So it, it it's a, it's attacks as a 5 5 lifelink flyer. Yeah. It blocks as a 3 5 lifelink flyer. You can give it hexproof by discarding a card. And considering how powerful this card is, you'll discard basically any card in your deck just to give this thing hexproof. Yeah. And obviously, in limited, like having removal spells is a lot harder to have than in constructed. Yeah. And also, it just draws you a card when it attacks. Yeah.
0: It's, it's incredible. It just um, swings
1: games. It's crazy.
0: So I played, I think it was round two, I played against an opponent who had one of those, and then they also had the uh, Protean Thaumaturge, yep. uh, the one the blue 1-1. One, one. Whenever an enchantment enters a battlefield under your control, you may have it become a copy of another target creature, except it has this ability. Yep. Uh, so they made a copy of their Dream Trawler with that. So essentially they had two Dream Trawlers, uh, and... <laughs> I won that game thanks to Ashiok but they, <laughs> they did swing for 17 in one turn.
1: Jesus Christ. It's just it's just such a silly card. It's it's so frustrating that it's, yeah. like, that, that it's just because it's, I mean it's only a rare Yeah, yeah, and like because it's six mana like it being dub dub blue blue like doesn't actually matter that much. Yeah. Um, in terms of casting cast like it's not restrictive at all. It should just you should just play it all the time. I think in draft if you just open it in your pack two and you'll know any blue white you should probably try and get there
0: yeah i i would agree i think i think it it almost feels comparable to the the gods from more of the spark but because this is rare it's just going to show up in limited games far more often than they did
1: absolutely um i mean i think saying of like audible into or like orderbling into blue white if you open it being the correct thing just like it seems like a lot of these bombs are touching blue yeah, uh, yeah. i think the blue cards aren't <sighs> in my experience, the games I've seen, the games I've played, because I, I played a blue-red deck in a pre-release, slashing Black yeah. for Ashiok, Erebus's Intervention, and a Drag to the Underworld, because that card's great. I still don't know what that card is actually called, but the uh, two black-black costs less where you have Devotion. To black, yeah, Drag to the Underworld. Drag to the Underworld. I just that one as well. I know it's dub, like the black, but it's like, I, I need to do just a straight removal spell. So I, I played a blue-red deck and the blue, the blue cards are like fine i just happened to have some good rares like i had a, a thrix yeah, and i had the, the the horsefish that when you cast spell on your opponents turn, your draw card
0: yeah yeah so i, I think that uh, at least from my my very limited experience uh, good joke pun not intended yep uh, i think that all of the all of the colors are quite good but i think blue is as far as like the commons and uncommons go i think blue is probably the worst of them yeah. i don't think it's bad but i think it's the worst but I think that the blue, the blue rares and mythics are so good that they really just make up that gap in power the the lower rarity cards.
1: Yeah, I mean, you also have uh, Nadir Kraken. Yeah, that card's just nuts when it gets going. If, yeah, like, totally. If you don't have a removal spell to quickly kill it, um, and like it almost immediately goes to a three four. So like your uh, your three damage spell can't kill it. So that's frustrating. It's just like a lot, a lot of the blue rare and mythics just are just like. The the ones touching that color, at least, like just seem kind of unbeatable a lot of the time. Like it's very yeah. rare that I saw. I mean, I did resolve an Ashiok in two games and lose those games, but it's because one in one my opponent had uh, a Heliard and the Dream Trawler. yeah, uh, and the other one my opponent had an e to Extinction from my Ashiok. And then followed up with a Palukranus. <laughs> like I don't feel <laughs> like bad losing those games, but it just feels like yeah. it feels like when your opponent resolves those cards, you just can't win anymore. It just feels so so impossible. And the same with, with Cure Best of Seagull, obviously, which I think is probably just the most powerful card in the set in terms of limited.
0: Yeah, quite probably. Um, the
1: others, the I, others are very I definitely close. Agree
0: but... with, with, I definitely agree with Ashjok though. So there was there was only one game I lost where I resolved my Ashjok. Uh, and that was because my opponent resolved their Foil Ashiok.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is proven to be better than non-Foil Ashiok.
0: It is, yeah. yeah. This, there was, this was the, the alt art as well. Um, foil alt art, and mine's just the regular alt art.
1: It's nice just opening like £40, isn't it, in a pre-release? Yeah. I like doing that also. Yeah, it just feels like a lot of these cards are just a little bit too pushed, and I can't really see comparable cards in other colours that are that bomby. It feels like bomb's the format, but it feels like you have to be playing blue. Yeah. But the other, I mean, the other colors are a lot stronger. So like my, my, the green in my pool was far and away the strongest, but I opened an Ash and I opened a bunch of blue red rares. So I'm probably going to play the blue red rares and then figure out my deck from yeah, that. Well, sure. I than just like play good green, common and uncommons, and then have no bombs or no top end because it feels yeah. like, especially at least in terms of sealed from what I've seen. And obviously you're guaranteed a seventh rare in pre-release right? Yeah, totally. um, it feels like sealed is just decided by these absurd bombs, whereas I I'm not. Sh- I'm, sh- I'm sure, like if you were able to craft a deck full of the powerful commons and uncommons, even I mean, white actually seems quite good in this format.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, I think white seems, seems great. Yeah, yeah. Say, like I do think all of all of the colors are very powerful. Um, I I do think that your experience of sealed is going to be very different to your experience of draft. Absolutely, uh, and there is, I I I do think there is something in in you know your sealed pool like you can only you can only build the best deck out of the cards you're given Mm -hmm. and sometimes people are just gonna get better better cards or you know more bombs than you and and that's fine but yeah i I don't know i i i enjoyed this limited format like the the small amount i've played so far and I, i think it's one that can see myself playing quite a bit
1: it seems kind of grindy yeah, from, totally. From from what I've like there's been a lot of like ridiculous board states. It feels like four four is a very important power and toughness to have. Yeah. So you can just attack attack past a lot of other things, and it, it did feel a lot of the time like I mean I, I said earlier that I don't think there are comparable comparable bombs in other colors. I think there might be, and I'll mention them in a minute. <laughs> but it felt like there were a lot of a lot of games I was playing where we were just sort of staring each other down, just like both kind of building a reasonable board state that wasn't really much to have and then someone would just go, "Well, here's my X card," and you're like, "Okay, well I can't beat that." Like, oh, here's my Dream Trawler, or, or here's my Ashiok, or, or here's my Archon of whatever it is that makes Pegasus for some reason.
0: Archon of Sun's Grace. Yeah. That's the one. That, I like that one.
1: That, that card's great. Or here's my Pelucranos, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> um, and then then it just runs away from there, and like you're very hard-pressed to beat one of those cards. Yeah. So I'm sort of hoping in Draft where you can construct, construct the deck better and you get to make the Commons and Uncommons much more powerful and perform much better for you, but, that it'll be more of an interesting format. From yeah. that point, it was still interesting and fun format I mean, people that did a lot of cool things like the Green White Aura deck seems really, really powerful if you opened that. And like I said, the blue-red cast spells of your opponent's turn deck was really fun to play, but I did have um like two uncommon payoffs and a rare payoff just in my pool. Yeah. So, you know, that's gonna feel good if you have the rare payoffs. But at that that felt like felt like fun. Um and I, I enjoyed playing that deck, whether it's actually like good in the format or not. We'll have to find out. Because I'm I'm probably gonna draft this deck quite a lot because I mean I just love Theros. There's a lot of, oh, yeah, there's quite a lot of value to be opened, which is always nice if you can draft something where you know that if you pay ten, twelve pounds for a draft, you're probably going to open something close to that in value. Yeah. That's always a nice little bonus rather than just like definitely chucking ten or twelve pounds away. <laughs> <laughs> like you know that happens sometimes, right? You're like, oh, I want to draft, and then you just like, there's not really a chance of opening anything. Whereas it's nice to like, oh, I might open something valuable as well as just being able to play some good games. Yeah, totally. So. We'll have to see how that goes, but it just feels like the bombs are so unbeatable a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I don't know. I'm-, I'm definitely wanting to play this format quite a lot and, and just find out.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's bomb-heavy, uh, and I think the Dream Trawler might just be a mistake. <laughs> yeah, like it's also like kind of good in Constructed. Like I said, like Baneslayer plus prognostic, prognostic Sphinx plus draw a card every time it attacks is incredibly powerful. Yeah, uh, and yeah, just unlimited. Just like what, why, why? <laughs> why? Because he gets to draw the card, and then you can just discard that card to give it hexproof, and then your opponent can't do anything. And then they true. they take five, and and then you gain five, and then how do you so win? I,
0: I've been playing it a bit in standard, um, and. I think it's fantastic in standard. I think blue, white, and esper decks are definitely going to see a bit of a resurgence and that's that's going to be the win condition in, in those decks.
1: So you're saying that if you put Ashiok, which is provably very good, and Dream Trawler, which is provably very good, along with loads of other good blue, white, and black cards we already have in standard, that it's yeah. going to win? Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, that's a It, that might, it might be
0: time, finally. For
1: an esper control deck. Yeah. Yeah. It's been I, a while. I mean, I believe it we also have like a four of wrath I guess which I kind of said was bad but I mean your opponent I, drawing, I think it's very good yeah your opponent drawing a card where you're like playing loads of like value getting planeswalkers seems okay yeah right
0: oh yeah for sure
1: so yeah I mean I've, I very much enjoy the pre-release I very much enjoy Theros uh, I think the lore in this set is sweet uh <laughs> I mean, we'll have to see how the limited format actually plays out rather than just like this pre-release was fun but I yeah. have I have a feeling it's going to be good because a lot of do enjoyed
0: fun. a pre-release though I, I remember last time there was a pre-release you, you were definitely feeling down on, on pre-releases in general
1: yeah and those are kind of for reasons that make me sound like a bad person oh. <laughs> yeah because for anyone that didn't hear me say that it's just like I don't like playing with new and casual players despite the fact that I almost exclusively play commander at this point. And don't really play paper magic, and I'm also not very good at magic. I just don't like playing with new players, and it's very much my thing. And and I am aware that it makes me sound like an absolute ass, but I don't. I when I play magic, I want I want to have that sort of like exercising my brain and having an intellectual sort of like thing to do, and battle it out with someone who's just as proficient as I am or maybe more proficient than I am and like having the back you of the play and, legacy and de- exactly <laughs> and I like the decision making and like my opponent making an excellent play that makes me have to like fight for it and then like you know as opposed to just like someone who doesn't really know what they're doing which is perfectly fine and like I, everyone should play Magic and I think new, play- new people playing Magic is great and like new people coming into our store that I've never met before and having conversations with them and like them, them, saying, "Oh, I've just discovered Magic. I'm really excited to play it. I'm like, that's amazing. It's like I love like that kind of thing. But when it comes to, like actually playing a game of Magic, I'm like, oh, well, I've spent a lot of money to play this event, and I just I don't. And I'm not saying I'm going to win these games because that also makes me sound very, very bad. But like, <laughs> I don't want to pay like all this money to then just like steamroll someone who doesn't know what they're doing, and then they feel yeah. bad because they've lost, and I feel bad because I don't really feel like I've had a game, and I feel bad for them because they feel bad. And like, I don't really like that very much. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, the part of people we had for for the pre-release was, um, they're all." proficient players they're all very nice um apart from the one person who cheated against me for some reason but the less said about that that about that the better i mean sure. they were massively dead on board so it didn't actually matter and if you're winning to cheat at pre-release then you clearly want to win an extra booster more than i do
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> do what you want it makes you a bad person if you cheat regardless of the setting but i literally didn't care in that moment so i mean that's fair enough they cheated on a mad cost when i had upticked Ashiok three turns in a row so <laughs> I don't think it matters but so we'll have to see how it go- how it is going forward. I'm looking forward to it very much but yeah pre-release is still kind of bad <laughs> but but this one I actually enjoyed. I also enjoyed it because I you know traded loads of stuff in to get a box and then opened the box which is very very fun yeah. I just love opening boosters and I'm very yeah. aware that it's the incorrect thing to do and I should just if, I, if I've got some trade value or some money I should get the cards that I want yeah, for sure. It is great fun, though. But yeah, I, I managed to open, I think, like, $150 of value out of the box. Yeah. And also some cards I needed, and then traded some other cards I needed into other cards that I wanted. And and then, then I also got all the basics, which are, I've turned around on the basics. Now okay, that, I, now that yeah. I've seen them in person, and especially now that I've seen them in foil, they're, <laughs> <Sure>. really, yeah, <laughs> they're I, really nice. I thought the foils
0: might get you. I Foil planes is like so them. nice. Yeah, I, I still I can really that. don't like
1: them. I'm not like them i am not like i like I might put them in like one of my commander decks. Yeah, but I now have like seven or eight of each, which is nice, so I can use them for that if I want to. Um, but like seeing them in person and seeing them in play, just like they they do look cool. I think when I just saw a picture of them on the internet, I was just like, ah, oh, that looks awful. Yeah, and <laughs> now that I've actually got the whole one. I like yeah, the foil planes specifically is so nice. Big, yeah, I have yeah. I have one of those. And they're really nice.
0: Yeah, my opinion on them just hasn't changed. Like they're they're cool i guess i understand why people might like them but they're just not for me at all yeah that's fine i more than happy just to sell any <laughs> any and all that i i get my hands on
1: man i'll buy them all off you for 10p each no <laughs> 20, 20p each.
0: I mean i mean in, in the future when they actually have some, some
1: they won't they won't value. they won't have any value i mean how much about a zendikar base is worth nothing
0: yeah, I think, How much are the, it, I think Amin- these are a lot I think that they're a lot more desirable than part of Zendikar basics.
1: Yeah, it upsets me that the Amoncur and Arrow of Devastation basics aren't worth anything because they're clearly the nice because yeah. they've got damn bonus horns in them.
0: Yeah, I really like the Arrow of Devastation ones, especially.
1: Yeah, I have loads of them. And they're like they're, they're my basics that I use in my commander decks because they look really cool. Yeah. Um but apparently they're worth nothing, so <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I, I think people are just sort of bored of full art lands. And like I guess these are like different enough where they're kind of yeah, maybe desirable, but I don't think they'll, they won't have as much value as like Zendikar Basics, like original Zendikar Basics were at their prime before they, reprint, they printed loads of...
0: Yeah, I, I don't think they ever will get that high, because just the sheer quantity um, yeah. far more far more of these will be printed than Zendikar were uh, but there'll be something, give it five years time and there'll be I don't know, there'll be 50p each?
1: Sure man, I'll buy them off you in two years time for 50p each <laughs> 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 what a great what a great investment you've made
0: i mean when you're just opening them in packs then you know yeah you kind of it's, it's almost like paying zero for them isn't it
1: uh i mean yeah i guess yeah but i mean they're basically free i forgot about them when i was like oh, i'll get a box like I've oh, maybe i'll open some cool cards and i like opening boosters oh cool i just have 36 basic lands now that are kind of cool <laughs> it's just a free roll right you just get loads of stuff yeah totally oh I, I obviously i also got a non-foil forest with my box promo because cool, they're not because yeah, for... they forgot to put the foils in. Because <laughs> they forgot to put the foils in, so that was nice. But yeah, that's been. I think that was my my, my experience of pre-release in a nutshell. Sweet. I, I'm excited to draft it again and like play play some of the different archetypes.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to do an actual draft. Um, see, it's on Arena, which is awesome. Uh, to draft now, so I think like once we're done recording here, I'm probably going to fire off a draft. Sweet. I want to play it ASAP, definitely.
1: I think we're going to try and fire a Uh, earthiness draft on wednesday with people's prize packs oh see if we can do that that would be good fun yeah yeah Yeah. so i think i think quite a lot of people saved all their prize packs from they like they've done all the every pre-release and then just saved all their prize packs so we can just we've got probably got enough to fire at least an eight person pod cool which would be good fun so i i guess i'll pay close attention to that draft and uh, (laughs) report back (laughs) on it so i guess one of the things that we do have to discuss is the early access streamer event
0: oh yeah yeah, that happened, or I guess didn't happen really. So yeah, Wizards of the Coast awesomely uh, invited me to participate in the early access streaming event once again. I did for Throne of Eldraine, and it was sweet. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so I was super stoked to get the invite for the Theros one. And then it came to the day of the event, uh, and <laughs> there was a bunch of us that just, just could not get logged on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, couldn't connect to the server, and yeah, I, I spent a good four hours just not being able to do anything and it was just just really depressing to be honest
1: yeah um arena continues to be a disappointment i guess in a lot of spaces yeah and i know like it's a different client but like if you're inviting hundreds of people to do the sweet early access streamer event to show off one your program which is arena which you know you still have the the ability to show off to loads of people and show off your brand new set and all the cool cards and like celebrate some content creators that you you want to celebrate make the client work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like so many people, it just didn't, just didn't load at all. I mean, I was quite yeah. annoyed because I didn't, obviously I was working at the time and I completely forgot about that. I was like, oh yeah, cool. I like, you know, I can go watch you do the the access event and like, you know, spamming the chat and stuff as I did last I, time. It was just, it was just so frustrating
0: trying to get like logged in and then, it didn't work, so uh, wizard support were like, "Oh, well, uninstall it and reinstall it." I did that. it didn't do anything. Updated all my drivers. It didn't change anything. And yeah, like, I wasn't alone in it, unfortunately. But for the people that did get locked logged on, it did look pretty cool, and uh, we got to see some some really cool and interesting early access standard event, uh, standard decks.
1: Yeah, and it seems like people have started. I mean, between that and between people like Arena Decklists, I guess. Yeah. People have started to work out what the format might look like, what the good cards are, what the bad cards are. And prices have moved quite a lot.
0: got a very small deck dump from uh, Magic Online uh, Standard League at the moment as well.
1: Yes. So, I mean, do you want to talk about the cards that we thought were good that weren't good, the cards that we thought weren't good that were good, the cards that were, like, as good as we thought they were?
0: Yeah, so uh, I think think from looking at the... um, Look at the five-nil deck lists on Magic Online. I think the ones that are really jumping out to me were—I know when we talked about sagas, mm-hmm. uh, we were very much like, "Oh, like these are all cool, but none of them are going to see any play." Yep. Uh, looks like that is not the case at all.
1: <laughs> we were so wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were very wrong. That's why people.
1: Uh, that's why people listen to this podcast is to hear two idiots. Say completely incorrect things. Just, yeah, yeah, true. That's
0: true. That's what we do. So yeah, so looking at these five nil lists, you can see the very first one there is running uh, one copy of the Akron War and the main board. So that's cool to see that saga there. This one one after that, we've got a blue white uh, enchantment deck really, which is was one that I've been playing myself. Um, it's really cool. Uh, this one is playing the Birth of Malitus, which is definitely a card that we were not expecting to see any play at all.
1: You mean Wall of Omens?
0: Essentially, yeah.
1: One of of omens that gains you life.
0: One in the white. It's an uncommon uh, enchantment saga. Uh, the first chapter is you search your library for basic planes, reveal it and put it in your hand, then shuffle your library. second chapter is you make a zero-four colourless wall, and then the third chapter is you gain two life.
1: We need to talk about that wall token.
0: I love that wall token.
1: I hate that wall token so much. Why has the wall got a face?
0: I, I don't know, but it's great.
1: Because <clears throat> I, I think it's just like... It's meant to be like a... Uh, uh, like a bust I guess of a Pharah's face I think yeah for sure. that's the point of it but when you look at it you're like well this just looks like it's a wall with a face like it because it's a creature yeah because you know how like it's like uh, what is it animate wall from, uh, yes, from whatever yeah. that was you know when like the wall turns Wait, into
0: it's like, a- like an actual wall with like arms and legs and stuff yeah
1: that's what it looks like yeah. it looks like it's a wall that's been turned into like ha- to have a human face like a creature face yeah it's horrible I hate it <laughs> it's so disconcerting anyway sorry tangent I hate that well, very much. It makes me uncomfortable. Nearly as uncomfortable as E2 Extinction, but not quite as uncomfortable as E2 Extinction. <laughs> and then, what's the what's the last chapter?
0: Uh, the last chapter is you gain two life.
1: Yeah, that card's just, like, kind of good. Just yeah, decent. Yeah. You, like, draw a card. Like, sure, it's a land, but you draw a card, and then you make an 0-4, and then you gain life. Yeah. Which seems like if you're just trying to do, like, a dirty like, Enchantment, Dance of the Mance-style deck, then that seems like a perfectly reasonable card to have in there. Yeah, totally. Especially when it's interacting with the rest of your cards.
0: Yeah, uh, and then a bunch of other cards which I found quite surprising is uh, first off, uh, Elspeth is seeing a decent amount of play. So Elspeth, Son's Nemesis, we got four copies in the the five nil deck, uh, the mono white deck, which is pretty cool. I think it's quite cool to see White Wreny back. Uh, whether it'll stay relevant in the format is, is something that'll. that I mean we'll see when time passes. But um, yeah. Four copies of Valspeth. That's pretty cool. Is uh, also playing uh, the Heraldic Banner as well from Throne of Eldraine.
1: See, I'm not convinced that this deck is that good.
0: Yeah, I, I think there are there are certain builds of the deck that seem very good. Uh, I don't know if this one that went five nil is the optimum build, but it, it put in work here at least.
1: I think it's just like when in doubt, just aggro people.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Which I think is like a reasonable start, but I think eventually just the meta game evolves to just beat this. Yeah, and I don't think <sighs> Elspeth just seems so mopey, and it just seems like that card isn't actually that good.
0: I really like it, and I think it does. It does what this, those decks want to be doing. Like it makes tokens, it makes it pumps things, and gains your life in a pinch.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But it's it's just like it's not a control card. I don't think because control doesn't really want to do any of those things, like ma- sure. ma- making someone more ones. Sure, but it's not that impactful on the board and then like like I said the white weed like, I think the, the met game just evolves to beat that kind of strategy like it, yeah
0: I think it will do eventually
1: and it's just disappointing to see Elspeth you know who's a card we haven't seen for six years seven years yeah just not be that good yeah
0: I mean she's seen a non-zero amount of play so it's, it's better than it could have been
1: I mean I hope she sees a lot more play because I opened a foil yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> I hope that card's because hope that card gets worth more than like ten pounds. But yeah, um, yeah, it just it yeah. seems kind of kind of mopey. But
0: sure. So another card that is seeing a surprising amount of play, I think. Uh, again, another card I love, it's Ashiok Nightmare Muse. So we've got two copies of Ashiok in, a, in an Esper deck that went five nil. Again, I mean, I called it out last week. Like, I thought Ashiok is one of those cards where like if they printed two years ago, we'd be super stoked about it, but I didn't think it was going to be good enough for constructed play.
1: Nope, I just think it's really good.
0: Yeah, I I agree now as well, definitely.
1: I don't think that at the point where we're evaluating it, it looked like there would be a reasonable control shell for the deck, for yeah. the, like for the card, um, which is obviously where Ashiok shines because it's just like it protects itself incredibly well with a plus one that yeah, also it has a relevant effect, and then it has removal, like pseudo removal. Yeah, like like I said last week, it just
0: it just reminds me of Teferi here of Dominaria. I think it's it, that sort of. Template.
1: I think it might be as good as Her- uh, Teferi Hero of Dominaria. Big talk, big talk. Yeah, I about, think it might be still, yeah. I think it might even be better than that card, just because it, it, it creates pressure as well. Yeah, sure. the, the thing with the thing with Teferi is that it protected itself by untapping two lands and booming them to hold up removal or card spell.
0: Yeah.
1: And it also had removal. But like so 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 sure, Asher doesn't draw a card, but it also makes a two three, which then is card advantage and also protects itself, and two three is ridiculous. As we both experienced in limited like yeah, just definitely. being able to make a 2 you but also has relevant like, where you get to exile your opponent's cards and like you know milling random milling isn't actually like it like we've said before it's a zero sum action but you can just hit one of their good cards
0: yeah it's especially when it's exiling as well like exiling is so much more relevant in this format
1: yeah like is it when, when going back to pre-release i saw someone who lost a game because um so their opponent milled their dream trawler and they literally couldn't win the game like yeah. you know so things like that do happen uh, and eventually you just get to start attacking with it. You can ultimate it, I guess, if that if it ever becomes relevant. Just, I think that card is very, very good and poised for Constructed play.
0: Yeah, it's a lot better than I thought it was, definitely. Um,
1: yeah. A 2-3 is just so big.
0: Yeah, for sure. We're seeing a couple of other decent cards in that deck as well. Uh, so we're seeing two copies of Dream Trawler, which is great. And then we've got three copies of Atris, Oracle of Half-Truths, which is a card that I played against at pre-release, and it, it just seems great.
1: At the point where you're presented with the piles, yeah. did you choose the face down pile?
0: Uh I I was making the piles.
1: You're making the piles, did your opponent choose a face down pile?
0: Uh they always chose the pile with two cards in.
1: That seems correct. Yeah. I just feel like when you're presented with two like some cards and then a mystery box. Yeah. You must always choose the mystery box, yes? Yeah, I think so. The box, I think... the box. Yeah. <laughs> you could have anything in it
0: yeah i think you just i think you just take uh, i don't know I, i'd probably just just take the pile with two cards unless it's like two basic plans
1: but the, like so the, the one pile has two cards in it but the other part yeah. could have anything with even two cards
0: yeah, it's, uh, yeah sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> it could have anything in it
0: it could it could do uh but no i i yeah i, I think this card is cool um Again, I don't think this is one that'll stand the test of time in the format, but I'm pretty excited to see it at the moment.
1: I mean, I love this part of like a new a new standard format where people are just trying anything. Yeah, and I think that's that's part of. I think the white weenie deck is, is a symptom of that. We're just like, well, we have a, a you know a critical mass of white cards that attack people. I guess we'll play them. Yeah, and we actually. have a fancy new mythic, which is you know we'll we'll play that and see how it goes. And I, I I like this part of standard where it's just you know we've just come off the back of an incredibly stale, boring and. Well, the games were interactive and fun with Oko, right? Like, like yeah. in terms of, if you enjoyed, like, if you enjoy Magic for playing Magic and having to think and, and go through lines and stuff like that, it was fun. But in terms of, like, enjoying Magic, it's <laughs> very much not good. So I, it's always nice to have this, especially following 2019, which was the worst year for Magic ever. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably. It's always, always nice to have this, and this feels a little bit extra special because we've had such a bad year. That we get to have all these cards. And I yeah, Atreus is it? The Blue Black Legend, whatever it's called. Uh, Atreus. Atreus. That doesn't yeah. seem like a particularly good card. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of factual fiction-y, right? So maybe. Yeah. I, I
0: I think it's just an interesting one, and it's 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 probably always just going to be card advantage. It's not. Take the two. Just take the two cards. Yeah, if pay, they, four, four, pay four. Pay mana to draw two and get a free 2 of menace seems all right
1: yeah it seems okay, it seems okay. it's just like why does it why does it have menace that's what i don't understand
0: it's, everything's just got keywords these days <laughs>
1: yes unfortunately <laughs> they do.
0: yeah so another card that, that deck is playing uh that particular one that went five nil is playing in the sideboard but i've seen a fair amount of, of uh, main deck play is elspeth conquers death that's so another saga that we just did not think was good
1: yeah, I think I was tricked by the second chapter on that card. Yeah, same. I, I
0: do kind of think the second chapter is a bit rubbish. The
1: second chapter is just so mopey. It just rarely it just matters. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's really good in a format where you're two-spelling all the time, but standard is rarely a format where you're two-spelling all the time. And, you know, hopefully at the point where you're, I guess you're on at least turn five where you cast this card. Your opponent's spell at that point is probably fairly impactful, so they don't care about paying two, two mana more for it. So I think I was kind of tricked by that, Was was like, well, this middle ability is not very good, so why do I care about this? I, I, there's an entire term where I don't do anything. But like the first ability is good, like five mana kill something is fine. And then
0: Exile something.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <sighs> it's it's so relevant yeah, in the format it really of escape is. cards. It yeah, really yeah, is.
1: You're right, you're right. Uh so yeah, like five mana exile something <laughs> is fine. <laughs> um and then yeah, you rebuying any of your like good cards is also great yeah uh so that card in the little package it's just like it's kind of like a really slow Flame flametoon carvu ravenous Jupiter carver type thing but the card you bring yeah, back is just perfect. so much better than any of those things that's that card's like impressed me quite a lot which is surprising yeah, considering same. we thought it was not not, <laughs> not noteworthy at all <laughs> uh
0: so were there any other cards or decks that you've seen that sort of take your idol
1: not particularly I mean, there's nothing where I've gone like, "Oh wow, that's incredible." Yeah. Um. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll give the I'll give the standard league another pass. Yeah. So, yeah, I, so I can find. I mean, like,
0: like, I think some of the decks that we we assumed would be good are just good. Like mono black, just seems fantastic. Uh, it plays exactly how we thought we would. Just like a decent cat oven combo thing. Anyway, then you're playing Fortnite, nightmare shepherd, playing some Timurates, You're playing Garry's... Like the deck builds itself very easily, but is very good. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, we've seen some like blue-green stuff and some Sultai stuff that just, again, do what we we thought they would. They play Nissa as early as possible, and then play Uro as well.
1: Uh, yeah, Uro is seeing quite a lot of play. There's also uh, like the Sultai good cards deck. I don't really know what this card's doing. It's just trying to ramp and then cast good cards, Yeah, I think is the plan. And then it also has a Jace Wielder of Mysteries. I don't really know what's going on here. The Carnival seems a bit like nonsense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's just like, I, I don't really understand what the game plan is here. It's just playing a lot of good cards. Like, you so there's a Jace for some reason, Tameo, Cavalier of Thorns, which, like, I don't really understand. <laughs> sure. Um, you're just trying to, like, ramp and hit land drops, I guess. Yeah. Which is, which is fine. Cavalier of Thorns, Hydrocrace is a good card. Paradise Road gets you to good cards. Paluconas is clearly a good card. Euro is clearly a good card. And you're casting. There's three copies of Casualties of War, which so I guess is your big thing that you ramp into.
0: Yeah, definitely. I feel like like any deck that can play that should just be playing that at the moment.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, you still got your Fires of Invention deck, which has picked up basically nothing new.
0: Yeah.
1: Um... Yeah, it just seems like the cards we thought were good are quite good, and then there are some other cards that we thought were terrible, which were also quite good, which sounds, <laughs> which seems appropriate. It sounds about right, yeah, doesn't it? exactly yeah. what we should be doing. Yeah, we, we said blue-green cards would be good, we said Nissa would be good, we said Gary would be good. We definitely didn't say that uh, Dream Trawler would be good. Or yeah, that, um, definitely missed that one. Or that any of the cybers would be good.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I guess we're wrong on that one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I quite like the, the, the Red-Black Sacrifice deck. I really like Claim the Firstborn, plus Woistrider, plus the Witch's Oven. I, I, yeah,
0: I, that seems really, really good. I like that, I like that a
1: lot. Hard. I'm not sure... I don't know, I, I quite like it. It's just like, you just maximise your Midnight Reapers and Mayhem Devils, right? Yeah. And that just seems really good. And any deck that's playing Priest of Forgotten Guards is probably great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure.
1: I kind of want more copies of the crown War in that deck, I think.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. I think that card's been... Like surprisingly good.
1: I think I'd want it more than I want the rankle. I think. Yeah. But yeah, like climb the first one. It's just like kind of good. When you have like sacrifice outlets, like one mana steal, you're like because I mean there are lots of good cards that cost three mana or less, right? Yeah, steal,
0: totally.
1: steal your good card, like attack you with with your own card, and then sacrifice it for value. It just seems like something very very good.
0: Yeah, I think it's great.
1: Yeah. So I mean. I've been impressed with cards. I have been unimpressed with. Cards. I'm very unimpressed with Elspeth, honestly. It just, it's just not. It, it doesn't feel that good because I mean, I know, I know. Like I compared it to, uh, one white white saga makes knights.
0: History banana. History
1: banana. That was yeah. close. I had the word banana in history in my head, They just didn't come into that combination. I know I compared it to that, but I think three and four mana are very, very different mana costs. Yeah. And I think making 1-1s is very, very different to making 2-2s, you know? And I think... Yeah,
0: but then, then you... I, I think she's good. I think she's good enough, though. I really do.
1: Yeah, I also think 6 mana and 4 cards is so much. Especially in your... Because know, what, like, what you're... The thing is, I think the reason... The reason we all thought Elspeth might be quite good and might be quite impactful is that you get to keep casting and casting and casting it. But then my, my trepidation was 6 mana and 4 cards is so many, right? Yeah. And it... It like you can recur it loads and loads of times and like it's still not that impactful. And six mana and four other cards, more than once in your white weenie deck isn't going to happen. So I don't think this deck is making the most out of Elspeth. And I don't think there's much more to be made out of it, to be honest with you, based on a few things I've seen. Sure. It just seems like that card's kind of mopey, which is very disappointing. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't know. I think I disagree at this point, but... Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it's, it's like we'll see. the first day of the format, right? Like This is the first yeah. deck dump we've had. And there's only like, what, seven, six decks on here? Yep. <clears throat> Whatever, so there's a lot of time for me to be very wrong, but I'm very excited to see like control builds of Ashok.
0: Yeah, same. I really want Ashok to be playable, because I think that card is incredible. Because the
1: list that is playing Ashok currently is, is a, a Hero Precinct 1 deck. Yeah. Which I I don't really like that much.
0: I used to love the Esper Hero decks. I, I didn't I don't think it would be a deck that we'd ever see again, but I don't know, maybe it is. Maybe I might put it together on Arena and, and see how it goes.
1: I think what happened was that they released a blue-black card that's very powerful, and a blue-white card that's very powerful, and another blue-black card. I'm like, well, these are doing new multicolored cards. I'll slot them into an Esper Hero deck and see what happens.
0: Yeah. And it, it
1: went well for this person, but I'm much more interested... In just playing Ashiok, Teferi, Dream Trawler in combination with cast spells, boardwaps, and River spells. Yeah. Yeah, sure I think I am because Ashiok, as well. Ashiok just holds its own. It just it just it, it can just be a win condition. In the in the similar way, ironically, the L's Best Sun's Champion was win condition, right? Yeah. Where you're just like, okay, nothing else is happening, my opponent's out of resources just cast this planeswalker and you probably lose now. Yeah, for sure. It's um it's something I I think I'd rather be doing rather than.
0: Yeah, hero. definitely. I, I think Personally, I would I would rather cut the four copies of Hero from that list and then just play like Kai's Wrath or or the New Wrath.
1: Yeah, like of the Sky is great. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm much more interested in, in playing that than yeah, that. And I guess we've got like the, the blue white control deck that was cool, like, Deferi, Dream yeah, Driller, and then, like for Deferi, two Dream Dreamroller, and like four two dreams two four Shat the Sky, like and uh, like first meaning like that's that's a control deck, right? Though like, the enchantment deck is like essentially just a control deck that's like playing some in, some enchantments yeah totally i'm not particularly convinced heliod's intervention is good i am this is something i should have mentioned very convinced that Thassa's intervention is incredible
0: yes yeah i do like that card a lot it's it's just dig
1: through time a lot of the time that card yeah i mean <laughs> it's the fair mana cost on the dig through time right yeah <laughs> um but i mean this is the thing with this with this card is that you just don't need to do anything with it um, because sure, you're probably not spelling anything. But if you're not, you can just you can just cycle this card. Yeah. The th- thing with that, I didn't I didn't appreciate with this card is that a lot of the time this is just um, four mana draw two cards. the yeah, totally. hieroglyphic Illuminations or um, the four mana spell from Ravnica with Jump Start. Chemist's Insight. Some of this is, chemist is just Chemist's Insight. Like sure, you yeah. don't get to flash it back, but like this can just be Chemist's Insight, which was like good enough for the control decks, or like it, 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 it a lot of points. So this card is very, very good. I would be interested in playing more than two of it, I think, than this deck is playing. But it's just working on numbers at this point, right? Yeah. But yeah, I like it. It just seems like such a clean deck list, apart from the one-off Heliod's Intervention, which I don't like particularly.
0: Yeah, I think I think Heliod's Intervention is, is probably playable in best-of-one standard, but outside of that, I don't think I'd want to play it.
1: I just don't know what you're blowing up.
0: Uh, Nothing, but you're just going to gain loads of life.
1: I guess you you can't up ovens and stuff, which is kind of like yeah. not terrible. I guess you can blow up heraldic banners <laughs> if you're playing against White <laughs> uni though I don't think I'm not convinced that's a good thing to be doing. Sure, agreed. Uh yeah, blowing up Witch's Evans is probably reasonable. And then yeah, just gaining life is like f- fine. I don't really want to put a spell in my deck that just gains life, but you know yeah. you know. Oh, you can blow up Fires Invention. That's probably really good. Three Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Three yeah, mana blow up Fires Invention. Um yeah, three mana blow up Fires Invention is probably fine. Yeah, that's probably the thing you're blowing up. And it's probably yeah, a reasonable probably. include for that card. And then, yeah, you can just... It's, it's the thing. Like, these cards feel like they were designed for the best of one, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, like, one of the modes is always good. Well, like, one of the modes is always castable. Um, and the last said about Perfoss's Intervention, the better, because that card sucks. <laughs> but um, I guess Airbus's Intervention doesn't quite do that. But, yeah, I guess specifically Thassa's and Heliod's is that uh, Thassa's always cycles. yeah, And... Heliards always gains your life if you, if you just need it so um, I guess there there are less there are worse cards to put in your deck I, yeah, I agree I suppose yeah I, I'm, I'm excited to see where Santa goes from it seems like people are doing some innovation yeah Reno decklist have posted a lot of sweet lists it seems like Monoblue is quite good I guess we should talk about how impressed we are with Thassa <laughs> I yeah, the thassa seems ridiculous.
0: Yep. I agree. I didn't think thassa was was great either, but <laughs> we were wrong once again.
1: Who'd have thought that the monoblue devotion would be good again? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that uh, that that card is a lot better than we all thought. Uh, yeah, agreed. Yeah, I am kind of excited to see what Heliod does in Pioneer. Yeah. Same. To see how quickly that card gets banned. <laughs> or yeah, I've seen a yet. lot
0: of four-one lists floating around. I haven't seen any 5 0 yet, but I'm sure it's happening.
1: Yeah, it's because you have to put white cards in your deck, and that kind of sucks. Yeah, playing white cards in your deck feels really bad. <laughs> As someone whose second favorite color is white, playing white cards in your deck feels really bad. A lot of it. <laughs> um, but I want to. I want to see how that how that shakes out. I guess because we've seen it pretty much every other infinite combo banned out of the format. Yeah. That doesn't involve like seven cards, like with Jessica Ascendancy. So, um I would imagine it's not long for this world.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Probably relegated to the ranks of modern, but no one is playing ever. But uh yeah, I think there's a lot of exciting stuff going through. It's nice to just have. I, I, I know, know, Throne of Our Dream was too powerful, and Modern Horizons were too powerful, and War of the Spark was too powerful. But it's still nice to have a lot of consistently powerful sets in a row. Yeah, because, agreed. You know, if Theros had been as bad as original Theros, or like. Battle of Zendikar, or like Ixalan. Yeah. where just like there's just a drop off, and it's no fun because you come you come from these incredibly powerful sets like Throne of Eldraine and War of the Spark, and if it had just been a drop off, it probably would have been good. You'd just yeah, kick out all the powerful cards, but they wouldn't be impactful. It wouldn't be exciting to see all these deck lists where people are playing all the new cards because yeah, every every deck apart from the the Jeskai Fires deck is playing uh, new cards, and and like yeah, not no, not right. just like one or two of like. The decks are built around them, if not playing four of. So, yeah, it, 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 it's it's always still exciting to to see a new power set doing some stuff, and I'm excited for the first big deck dump we get, and for the first tournament we see.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm really looking forward to the first standard tournament, whenever that is. It's going to be soon, right? I I would assume so. I remember like when Throne of Eldraine came out, we had like Twitch rivals, like pretty much at this point, uh, and then we had like what felt like like two mythic invitations in space of like three weeks?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we did. Because <laughs> they're very bad at timing. Yeah. But um, I don't know.
0: It's gonna be cool to see it though when it happens. There's gonna be an SCG open soon, right? Yeah, I assume there'll be one this weekend.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if it's sounded or not. We should know this. We have the access to the internet, but I really can't bother to look it up. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there's one not gonna lie. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'm sure it's it's very very soon we'll see that. Uh and I'm excited for it.
0: Sweet. So yeah, I think the Beyond Death is awesome. Uh this is exactly what I want to see from the set. I think it's it still seems very, very powerful. Obviously it's a big tone down from Throne of Eldrain and that's that's good in my opinion. Uh yeah, the big cool rares and mythics are playable. Uh and we're seeing some some new strategies and strategies we we expected. So I think all in all, great great job. Eight out of ten set, I think.
1: In before, there's one card that breaks everything. We have the same problem that we did last year, where there's just one card that's unbeatable and we have to ban things.
0: Looking at you, Dreamtroller.
1: <sighs> that's not going to be the card. <laughs> a f- a six mana creature is never going to be the problem. <laughs> that's never going to happen. <laughs> we'll see. It's probably we'll see. just Fires of Invention.
0: So, anyway, I think that's pretty much all we had time for this week. Uh, was, unless there was anything you wanted to touch on before we go
1: no uh this is really good for edh um that's it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah agreed if you want to get in touch with your opinions on thoros beyond death uh, tell us what you thought about pre-release did you go did you open some sweet bombs did you also open an ashiok there were quite a few of them going i've around, seen
1: so many people open an ashiok
0: yeah same yeah. so many so many mm-hmm. so many old art ones as well
1: yeah which are really nice seeing him in person yeah. i really like that a lot
0: yeah so if you if you were one of those people uh, come get in touch with us on social media you can get us on twitter at, at hfdcast facebook.com slash hfdcast or you can also find us on patreon if you enjoyed anything in the show especially and want to give back in any way uh, tiers start from as little as one dollar per month that's roughly 20 to 25 cents per episode
1: you can find the podcast on Spotify and SoundCloud and the Apple Podcast app, wherever that is on your phone. Yeah. Uh, if on any of those platforms, you would like to leave us a, a comment or a rating or a review, we would really, really appreciate it. Or if you just want to share it with people, we'd really appreciate that as well.
0: And you can find me on my own personal social media. On Twitter, I'm at PeachGardenOath. That's O with an F. At Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. You can find me in pretty much any of the magic groups. Or You can also find me streaming on twitch.tv slash Peach Garden Oaf. Uh I stream every Tuesday from 8 p.m. Uh, and most weekends as well. I'll, I'll be around. Best thing to do is follow me so you can see when I go live.
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at snail69. Nice. Thank you. I don't have anything funny to sign off with. Wow. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that makes a change. I mean, to be fair, I never have anything funny to sign off with. I have things that I think are funny to sign off with and I listen back to them when I'm editing and I cringe. A lot.
0: Yeah, I'm the same. Um, I... I guess. I guess. Do we talk about that meme that I made? Because that's pretty horrendous. Yeah, I hate but you. Also, possibly funny. Yeah, we're no longer friends. Yeah, so, but I'm just so, here because
1: I'm under obligation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. So there was there was one card that I opened. In, well, I didn't open. There's a person next. We opened in the pool at the pre-release. Uh, minions return. Uh, I saw it, and I thought Minions return. Oh, Minions! As in the little weird yellow TikTok things that are just like the absolute worst. Uh, and then, yeah, I thought about that card with a picture of a minion on it, and that's all I could think about for the whole of Sunday. So I had to make it. So if you do want to go look at my Twitter, you can find that that monstrosity there and, uh, and just berate me for it because I know it's wrong and I must atone for my sins.
1: I think that's like a peak podcasting, right? Yeah. Just having to explain a meme that you made and <laughs> yeah. requesting that people go and look on it on your social media. <laughs> <Quite> positive, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Oh yeah, yeah. When you sent me that meme, I was incredibly disappointed in you. And I, uh, and good. So you should be. Why share it with people? <laughs> just <laughs> disappointed in myself. When people have, <laughs> when people have bad things growing inside them, they just keep. You should keep them to yourself. Don't share them. Well... Don't be an asshole to people. Don't make me look at minions, especially in conjunction <laughs> with my favorite thing in the world, Magic the Gathering. It's just, it's just too much.
0: Some of us didn't learn this lesson earlier I
1: guess. Yeah, I'm telling you now. <laughs>
0: And on that note, that's pretty much all we had time for this week. Uh, once again, I think Godfaro has returned. So we'll see you again next week on Our of Devastation.